Welcome everyone to Kingdom Rock Radio. We pray that you will enjoy today's message. Now here's a sample of what you'll be hearing today. We have to encourage our young people to be hungry for the Lord. He wanted more of God. That's why he didn't just go home. And we don't, we don't just go home because we want more of the Lord. We need to see young people coming into the house of the Lord from the north, south, and the east, and the west. Young people that are hungry for God. We need to be praying for our young people that they would find him, that they would have an experience with God. Kingdom Rock Radio is an outreach ministry of Kingdom Rock Family Worship Center located right here in Bremen, Georgia. You can connect with us at our website at www.kingdomrock.org. And now, here is today's message. Good evening, family. Good evening. And it's good to be with you tonight. I want to welcome you to the Kingdom Rock Network. My name is Reverend James Richardson, and I'm here to share the word of God with you tonight. I'm excited to be with you to gather around God's word. God is so good, and we just, I'm just thankful to him for all that he's doing in, our, in, in his people and in the earth. And so tonight I want to open up in a word of prayer, and then we're going to go ahead and jump right into the word of God. So I want you to just bow your heads with me right now as we go before the Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you tonight for allowing us to be here before your presence, God. Lord, I pray that clarity would come from your word, God. I pray that, Lord God, we would have ears to hear what you're saying to us, Lord God, tonight, the church, God. And not only will we hear what you're saying, but we will be doers of your word, God. And we would go forth as light in this world, God. We give thanks. We give praise to you, God. Bless your people tonight. May this word take root and bear fruit in their lives, fruit that will remain in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And so tonight I want to uh, talk to you uh, from the book of Acts chapter 20. I want you to turn to the book of Acts chapter 20. It's a very unique story here. Some of you have probably heard it before. May, many of you may have, may have never heard this story, but I want to talk about this, this verse of scripture tonight. And so here in the book of Acts uh, chapter 20, starting at verse 12, it says this. It says, on the first day of the week, we gathered with the local believers to share in the Lord's Supper. Paul was preaching to them. And since he was leaving the next day, he kept talking until midnight. The upstairs room where we met was lighted with many flickering lamps. As Paul spoke, spoke on and on, a young man named Eutychus sitting in the windowsill became very drowsy. Finally, he fell sound asleep and dropped three stories to his death below. Paul went down, bent over him, and took him up into his arms. Don't worry, he said, he's alive. Then they all went back upstairs, shared in the Lord's Supper, and ate together. Paul continued talking to them until dawn, and then he left. Meanwhile, the young man was taken home alive and well, and everyone was greatly relieved. And so I want to talk to you this evening from the, from the subject, I want more. I want more. The story of Eutychus is always preached from the side of him falling from the window and dying and Paul bringing him back from the dead. And that's a powerful side of the story. I mean, that should be preached. But I want to come from a different side of the story tonight. I want to focus on something different about Eutychus that, I, that God showed me. You see here, Paul was having Sunday night service 
and he was and he was teaching all night in this upper room, three stories high. And, you know, when you think about it, you know, uh, it was it was about 12 midnight and, you know, Eutychus had gotten sleepy. Now, who wouldn't have gotten sleepy if, the, if they were up at 12 midnight listening to the word of God? Someone teach the word. Of, I mean, I've gotten sleepy in morning service sometimes, you know, in two hour morning service, I've gotten sleepy. So I, I don't blame Eutychus for getting sleepy at 12 midnight. But the but the young man had gotten sleepy. And so he got drowsy. And then uh, the Bible says that he finally fell sound asleep. And he fell three stories from the window. But what I want to focus on, I want to focus on the fact that he fell from the window. You know, I want to focus on the fact that this young man was hungry for God. He was a young man, but he was hungry for God. He wanted more of God. He wanted so much of God that even though, you know, he was young, he was still uh, with other believers, probably older believers, but he was there amongst them. At 12 midnight, listening to the word of God, this young man was hungry for God. And I, I've noticed many times in church that, you know, uh, you know, young people, when we see young people, the young people are coming in, they're serving, they're singing, they're singing now, they're, they're, serving, in the, they're serving the Lord. And we have so many of the, uh, sometimes some of the older believers just complaining, like, what are the young people? They're doing this now. They're doing that now. But I'm so glad to see young people serving the Lord. I'm so glad to see young people that are hungry for the Lord, you know. And so this young man, Eutychus, was hungry for the Lord. And so I'm glad to see young people hungry for the Lord like Eutychus, and we don't want to discourage them. You know, many times in, in years past, I would hear people say they would come to me and they was, you know, because I was at the time I was a youth pastor and they would come to me and say, hey, Minister Richardson, can you pray for my son? Can you pray for my daughter? She's just out there. She's not listening. She's doing this and she's doing that. And they would be asking me all the time, can you pray for my son? Can you pray for my daughter? I really want them in the house of the Lord. Now we've seen young people coming to the house of the Lord in droves to serve the Lord. They're coming. They want something from God. They're hungry for God. And now the, 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 some, of the, some of the older people are like, what are these young people? What are they doing? Why are they singing? Why are they doing this? Why are they preaching? Well, God has called them. He's given them a desire in their heart for more of him. You know, they may not dress like you. They may not talk the church lingo like you. But the one thing is, is that they're hungry for the Lord. And so we need to, you know, people need to stop complaining and stop bickering and stop looking at the young people and looking down on them and begin to encourage them in the Lord. I know when I first came to the church, when I was a young man, you know, I was so glad because I had so many other people around me, so many older people that had been in the Lord for a long time. I had this one uh, young lady that would always, uh, she would always encourage me because she knew I was, God was transforming me. It was taking some time. I was still kind of back and forth. But every time she saw me, she encouraged me. And the one thing that she used to say to me every time she saw me, she said, stay with God, young man. Stay with God. And I held on to that, even when I was messing up sometime, even when I wasn't always doing the right thing, I held on to that word that she gave me. Stay with God, young man. Stay with God. And I, and I want to tell some of the young people out there today, even though you might be struggling, stay with God, young lady. Stay with God. 
God is doing something in your life. He's going to do something great in you. And so we, need, we have to continue to train our youth up and, and, to, and continue to encourage them. Because, listen, if, we don't, if a church does not have young people, guess what? In three generations, that church will die. If there are not young people in that church coming up, serving, and, and, and being trained up, Eventually, if you don't have any young people in your church, eventually, guess what? That church will just just just, you know, just go off the scene because the young people carry the they carry the they, they carry the, the youth. They carry that that energy. You know what I'm saying? I love to see young people doing doing things in the, for the Lord because they have the energy. We might have the wisdom, but they have the energy. And if they get the wisdom and the energy, man, what what a time it will be in the house of the Lord. And so we have to encourage them. This young man, Eutychus, was a man that was after God. And we can learn something from him. You see, he fell. He died. He was resurrected. He partook of the new covenant. And then he continued to listen until morning. So even after he fell and he was raised from the dead, he didn't get up, you know, because, I mean, I'm telling you, if I had fallen three stories out of a window and died, <laughs> I would have got up even if I, when I, I mean, I'm, I don't know if he knew that he had been raised from the dead, but I would have got up and went home after that. But Eutychus didn't go home. After he was resurrected, the Bible says they went back upstairs and Paul preached until dawn. That shows you how hungry this young man was for, the, was, was for the Lord, that he went back upstairs and he stayed in there, in that house, in, in that house and listened until dawn. And so we have to have, as, as we have to encourage our young people to be hungry for the Lord. He wanted more of God. That's why he didn't just go home. And we don't, we don't just go home because we want more of the Lord. We need to see young people coming into the house of the Lord from the north, south, and the east, and the west. Young people that are hungry for God. We need to be praying for our young people that they would find him, that they would have an experience with God. And let me tell you something. The reason why nobody can turn me away from this God that I I know it's because it's not because my mother told me about him it's not because my grandmother told me about him a long time ago it's not because my grandfather told me about him and showed me how to tie a tie and shine my shoes and all that stuff when I was a little kid but it's because I've had an experience with God that's why I know the Lord that's why you can't shake my faith and these young people have that same anointing. They have that same desire and that hunger. We need to encourage them as they come to the house of the Lord. David said in Psalms verse 20, uh, chapter 27 and verse 3, he said, One thing I have desired of the Lord, and that will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. He wanted to dwell in God's presence. See, David realized that when you get that one thing, you have everything. You don't have to go seeking after this and seeking after that, seeking after material things and just running after money and all this kind of stuff and relationships and all that. If you just get that one thing, if you just want more of that one thing, you'll have everything you need. The Bible says, seek ye, in Matthew 6, one of my favorite scriptures, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. I believe Eutychus desired that one thing. He desired that thing. You know, when I was young, they used to sing an old song. It says, I have, dis I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back. No turning back. 
the cross before me, the world behind me, no turning back, no turning back. See, you have to be, you have to make a decision. The young people, this, this young man, Utica, and I want you to see this, he had to make, he had made a decision that he was going to follow the Lord. He was there amongst older believers, other believers. He was young, but he had decided that he wanted to follow Jesus, that he wanted to be taught, that he wanted to learn so much so that even after he went through trauma, he still got up and continued to follow after the Lord. How many of you can go through trauma and still say that I'm going to follow the Lord, whether I go through persecutions, whether I go through storms, whether I go through trials, I'm going to continue to follow the Lord just like Eutychus, a young man he had a priority in his life that he wanted more of God I want you to say with me right now I want more type it even in the in the in the in the text I want more Eutychus wanted more of God so he stayed up late and see when you want more of God sometimes sometimes it's just necessary to stay up late because God can do something in the night when you spend some time with him, when you stay up late with him, when you stay up praying with him, when you stay up seeking him, when you stay up desiring him. He stayed up late. And, and, if you, and sometimes if you want more of God, you got to stay up a little late. You got to be willing to turn off the TV. You got to be willing to turn off social media. You got to be willing to turn off everything and get in the presence of the Lord and get alone with him. You got to stay up late like Eutychus. If you want more of God, he stayed up late. He put everything aside. He wasn't thinking about what he could have been doing. He could have been doing a lot of stuff. He could have been over here with his friends, with his with younger friends, just hanging out. He could have been doing this over there, over here. But he was in he was in this house in the upper room listening to the teaching of the Lord because he wanted more. And so he turned down all that other stuff, all the stuff that his other fellow peers were doing. And he was after God and he wanted more of God. You know, it's like dating. When my wife and I were dating, we were up all times of the night on the phone. We would be on the phone, you know, we would we would uh, we tried to spend every waking moment together because we wanted more of each other. We wanted to get to know each other. We were we were we were together. You if you saw me, you saw her in our when we were dating because we we wanted to get to know each other. We wanted to be close to one another. We wanted to grow our relationship. And if you want to grow your relationship with God, you got to date him, my friend. You got to be willing to spend some time with him. He don't want you just giving him like your, the seconds and the thirds. You know what I'm saying? Leftovers. Sometimes we give God leftovers, but God says, I want the first. I want your best. I want to date you. I want to court you. I want to spend some quality time with you. And when, when you spend quality time with God, the only thing that can happen is, is that you will continue to grow. And so 27 years later, here we are. But our relationship is blessed in our marriage, my wife and I, because we dated each other, we courted each other, we got to know one another. We're still friends like we were the first day we met. We're still friends. And God, God wants to be your friend. He wants to be a friend to you. He wants to be somebody that sticks closer than a brother. He wants to be closer than your mother. He wants to be closer than your father. He wants to be closer than your sister, your brother, your auntie, your uncle, grandma, whoever the case may be. God wants to be the closest thing to you. 
And some of you might be saying, man, I don't even know my father. Well, if you don't know your father, guess what? God says, I'm your father. I'm the one that created you. I'm the one that loves you. I'm the one that's going to be there for you. I'm the one that will never leave you nor forsake you. I'm the one that will hold you in my arms. So God wants some people that want to be close to him. God is looking for people who want more. The Bible calls God the multi-breasted one. When Abraham was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to him and said, I am El Shaddai, God Almighty, serve me faithfully and live blank, a blameless life. That's in Genesis chapter 17, verse 1. The name El Shaddai is, is the multi-breasted one. When a woman has a child, listen, her body produces milk. As long as there is a demand, her body will supply. If she produces, there is, if she, if she produces and there's no demand, her breasts will become gorged. And this is painful. How gorged are God's breasts? Because we're not putting a demand on him. He's the multi-breasted one. He has an endless supply of what we need. But are we seeking after him? Do we want more of him? Or, or, or is God, his, these, these spiritual breasts that is giving out knowledge, have, have they become gorged because his people are not desiring after him? God has as much as you want, but we have to put a demand on him. See, when you put a demand on the multi-breasted one, you'll get as much as you want. Listen, right now in your life, you have as much of God as you desire. And if you desire more, he'll give you more. He has an endless supply of resources he's trying to get to us, but we have to want more. David said, as the deer pants for the water, so my soul longs after you. You know, many times you can see deer, they're crossing the road and they're here, they're there, they're, they're trying to find a way. You know, many times when you see deer crossing the road or trying to get across the highway, they're looking for food, they're looking for water. They're looking because they're thirsty. And David compared, compared himself to that, to that deer. He said, as the deer uh, thirsts for water, as he pants for water, so my soul, the deer will put his life in danger. Many times trying to run across highways, trying to run across streets because he's hungry, he's thirsty. And even though we may have to sometimes run across dangerous places, we may have to, when we're seeking after the Lord, it, it's many times you got to cross roads, you got to go on a journey sometimes when you want the Lord. But if you're thirsty for him, he has something for you, my friends. So Jesus said this in John chapter 6, verse 35. He says, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will, will never be hungry. Whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. But we must come to him. We must believe in him. See, he said, if you come to me, you'll never be hungry. If you come to me, you will never be thirsty. Jesus wants to satisfy your hunger. He wants to satisfy your thirst. See, there's a thirst in us that can't be fulfilled by anything else. Many times we go here and there, we're seeking after all kinds of things to quench our thirst, illicit relationships, drugs or whatever, different things because we're trying to find something that will satisfy that hunger, that emptiness in us. We want to be filled, but we're looking in all the wrong places and Jesus is standing there at the door saying, listen, if you hunger and you thirst after me, if you come to me and you thirst after me, if you hunger after me, you will never thirst again. This young man, Eutychus, 
went through a traumatic experience while he was seeking more from God. And so we have to continue to try to be like Eutychus. We have to continue to seek after the Lord because here's what's going to happen. While you're seeking after the Lord, all kinds of traumatic things, all kinds of people around you are going to try to come around you and discourage you from serving the Lord, from seeking after the Lord. They may come to you asking you to, to do this and asking you to do that. Hey, why don't you come over here with us? Why don't you come hang out with us? Why don't you do this and that? But, but this young man was focused. He didn't let all the, any, any of the other things that was going on around him distract him from going after God but he continued to, to seek after the Lord and so we have to do the same thing we have to continue to say that no matter what's going on around me I don't care what's going on in the world I don't care what the world is doing I don't care how desirable it looks see the thing about the the things that the, the, the enemy offers you in the world what he doesn't tell you is everything that he offers you it comes with a hook Sex out of marriage comes with a hook, getting connected with the wrong person. And you think it's all good and you all in this relationship. But when but see, it's, it's the enemy putting it out there for you. And when once you take a full bite, you don't know that that thing that you just took a bite of has a hook in it. And now the, all he has to do is reel you in. He's trying to make you fall. He's trying to take your life. And so you have to be careful that you don't get connected with people and things that have hooks in them. The enemy always offers us things that has hooks in them, but we have to be careful what we take a bite of. We, wanna, we don't want to take a bite of these worldly things, these things that will get us hooked and get us off course, that will make us fall. But we have to take, we have to desire and want more of the Lord. See, he's trying to, God, God wants you to fall in love with him. He wants you to be so in love with him that you'll, you'll put everything aside because, Lord, I love you so much. I'm willing to give up all this other stuff and just come after you and just desire and hunger for you. So Eutychus, the, I want to tell you three things that Eutychus, Eutychus received that changed his, changed, his, changed his life that night. Excuse me. Three things he received that changed his life that night. The first thing that he received is new life. See, he fell. He fell three stories down. But when Paul saw him, he went down there. He said, don't worry. He's alive. And he was raised. He was resurrected. And he received new life. He received new life, a new covenant, and a new word. These are all vital keys to any believer's foundation as we walk with the Lord on this journey. We need these three pillars to be successful. Second Corinthians says, therefore, if any if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old things are passed away. Behold, the new has come. So Eutychus received new life. Galatians 2.20 says, I've been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life that I now live, I live in the flesh. I live by faith in the son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. So again, this shows us that Eutychus received new life. And then he received a new covenant. Jeremiah 31, 33 says this, but this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, declares the Lord. I will put my law within them and I will write it on their hearts 
and I will be their God and they will be my people. God says it's no longer going to be that you follow this external, uh, uh, you know, the word of God on, on tablets. But he says, I'm going to write my word on their hearts. It's a new covenant. I'm not going to, I'm going to write the word of God in you. It's going to be in you. You're no longer going to be obeying something on the outside, but I'm going to put my covenant and my word on the inside of you. And so Eutychus received that new covenant. And then in Corinthians chapter 11, verse 25, it says this. In the same way also, he took the cup after supper, saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. Remember, they had, they, they had, the, they had the Lord's Supper that night. And all of the, all of the believers that, that were there participated in the Lord's Supper, which is a representation of the new covenant. In this new covenant, God forgives our sins permanently. It gives us direct access to God. God's laws are infused in our hearts through his Holy Spirit, and we are regenerated. So Eutychus received a new covenant. And the last thing that he received is a new word. Eutychus was there because he wanted the word of God. The gospel was preached all night. It speaks of Jesus who was crucified for our sins, but it didn't end there. He was resurrected. He gave us new, uh, a new way to live, a new way to serve, a new way to love, and a new purpose to fulfill. So when Eutychus was there getting the word of God, he was receiving the gospel of Jesus Christ, which gives us new life, which gives us a new way to live, which gives us a new way to think, which gives us new purpose in life. And the same three things that God gave Eutychus are the same three things that he wants to give you. He wants to give you new life. He wants to give you that new covenant. And he wants to give you a new word, the gospel. So how do you know that you really received this new covenant? You know this because you couldn't continue to live the same old life, doing the same old things, walking and acting in the way that you, that you know that does not please the Lord. That's how you know when you've really received the Lord Jesus Christ into your heart. Because you're not going to be the same. You might still slip here and there, but you'll repent and you'll continue to ask God to forgive you and continue to walk with him. When I first started walking with the Lord, it, 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 you know, I struggled, but I continued to walk with him. And as the days went on, it got better and better and better. And I got stronger and stronger and stronger as I continued to listen to the word of God, to study the word of God for myself. God, God strengthened me. And then he, he continued to let me to go on with him in this journey with him. And it blessed my life. And I'm no longer that old person that I used to be. But God has done a new thing in my life. And the same thing that he did for me. He can do for you because God is not a respecter of persons. He doesn't care about color. He doesn't care about, uh, you know, what eth ethnicity you are. He doesn't care about any of those things. Whether you're short, tall, black, white, God says, come on to me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. So God wants to give you rest for your soul. He wants to change your life. He wants to, re he wants to regenerate you. He wants to do a new thing in you. But you have to be like Eutychus and, Eutychus and say, I want more. I want more of you. 
And so today, my friends, as we close, I just want to offer you that same God, that same Jesus that was offered to Eutychus that changed his life. Eutychus wanted more of God. And God wants you to, he wants to do so much in your life. He has so much planned for you. So much planned for you. I want to even speak directly to the young people today. You might think, I'm too young. I got too much to do. I got too much life to live. Listen, you don't really start living until you start living for Jesus Christ. You think you're living, but you're not really living. Right now, you're just going through the motions. God wants to show you how to really live. He wants to show you how he can do so many wonderful things in your life. So tonight, especially for our young people that may be watching tonight, if you want to receive the Lord into your heart, I want you, if you want to, if you believe in Jesus Christ and you want to receive him into your heart, I want you to pray this prayer with me. Say with me right now, Lord, I'm a sinner in need of a savior. Say, I believe in the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Now, Lord, come into my heart. Come alive in me. Do something new in me. I turn my back on that old life, and I receive your new life into my heart. Thank you, Father, that I will never be the same after this day. In Jesus' name, amen. Now listen, if you really believe that in your heart, not just said the prayer because I, re I asked you to repeat it after me, but you re really believe in Jesus Christ in your heart, then guess what, my friend? You are now a part of the family of God, and your life will never be the same. You can begin to desire and hunger after, after the Lord, just like Eutychus. Your life will never be the same. You might run into some ob obstacles sometimes, but that's okay. As long as God is with you, you'll make it through. So I want to thank you for tuning in with us tonight on the Kingdom Rock Network. To see more of our messages, tune in at kingdomrock.org. And so we want to thank you for just being with us tonight. And we want to let you know that we're praying for you. If you need prayer, just, just you know, send us an email. Go, go to the website and, and contact us, and we'll be sure to get back with you. So we want to thank you tonight for, for just tuning in with us. Be blessed, and we'll see you next time. Love you. Well, we pray that you were blessed and encouraged by today's message. Don't forget, you can connect with us at our website at kingdomrock.org. It's there that you can hear today's message as well as the entire series. So check it out today. Until next time, remember that Jesus loves you and so do we. Choose him as your Lord today. Only he can make a way. We'll see you on the next time.